Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you on uh, Sirius XM. Nick Eber with you here, as I am each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. The transfer window is closed. Uh, we're going to take a look at who did what, when, and how. Uh, let's talk about problems at Manchester United, which is always one of my favorite topics to talk about. Uh, let's talk about some of the transfer window surprises. And let's get a brief sneak preve, shall we, about some of the matches coming up in the Premier League. We're also going to talk briefly about the U.S. men's national team losing to Canada, what that means, if it means anything. Uh, we just got a lot to get to today. Great to be with you. By the way, want to welcome into the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world talking who are listening on uh, the American Forces Network. It is wonderful to have you with me. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, there's always so much to talk about, even when we are in a Premier League down moment, as we are now, the players uh, recovering um, on their winter break. By the way, I, I also didn't mention Christian Eriksen. Uh, I, I'm really concerned about this, uh, playing um, for Brentford, uh, this is a very odd signing, and I want to talk about that with you too. Uh, no, not odd because Christian Eriksen isn't a wonderful player. He is, but odd because, you know, he had a heart attack on the field and nearly died. So uh, I think that's something that we should talk about. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody listening on one of our digital channels, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or if you're listening on our podcast network, that is the Believe B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Uh, what a pleasure to have you with me. Super Bowl is set, so we can put the big game uh, behind us. If you're th you want gridiron, sorry, folks, this is not the show for you. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break. Be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. and drugs and rock and roll is all my brain and body need sex and drugs all right, and welcome rock back and roll. World Soccer Radio Sports Byline Broadcast Network Sirius XM Nick Eber with you here what a, a wonderful uh, day uh, we have loads of football to talk about not talking the gridiron type of course so, because there is only one game left in the gridiron world and I thank God for that I'm certainly not really much of a fan of the gridiron, to be honest with you. But the transfer window uh, is closed, and we had a lot of activity in the last day of the uh, of the transfer window, and I think we should talk about all of it. But Deli Alley from Tottenham to Everton is certainly a big one. Uh, Van der Beek from United to Everton is a big one, I think. Uh, Matt Target from Villa to Newcastle. Uh, two players from Juve... Uh, Kulusevski and Betancourt going from Juve to Spurs. 
Uh, Man City picking up Julian Alvarez from River Plate. And Christian Eriksen going to Brentford. I mean, there is a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Some of this stuff really just... It's just so interesting to see the teams at the bottom. But look, all of this is great. But as you know on this show, I love to tell you about betonline.ag because one of the things that I like to do is a little bit of sports betting. Not not big. I don't go overboard. I don't you know bet a lot of money. I don't you know. I'm I'm generally quite conservative. But it is a lot of fun. If you've never bet on sports before, I thoroughly recommend it. Provided, of course. You are able to control yourself and do so responsibility, uh, responsibly. And while there may be slightly less gridiron being played, Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season, uh, from scores, totals, player performance props, to what the next coach to get fired. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. With the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website so just sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to get started and by the way it's not just gridiron they've got basketball hockey boxing ufc odds coverage and they've uh, which is considered by the way one of the best in the business and all of the football you could possibly want whether it's the premier league league on syria la liga the bundesliga uh whether it's uh the champions league uh the europa league the nations league uh the, the world cup will qualify they've got everything your number one wagering destination they've even got vegas casino games the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games bet online where the game starts just a reminder 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use the promo code BLEAV. Look, before we really get into the transfer market, I want to talk about a very, very, very sad and tawdry affair going on right now about Manchester United, uh, where Mason Greenwood, who is considered a, a sort of an academy prodigy, uh, really being looked at as sort of, you know, a, a, an example of the fact that United can still produce great players through the academy, 20-year-old kid, uh, he didn't debut for United until 2019, uh, and that means what? We're not... So he was, what, 17, 18 years old? Arrested on suspicion of rape and assault on Sunday. Now, he'd already been arrested for this before. Um, but apparently there were some online social media images and videos posted by a woman who reported incidents of physical violence against Mason Greenwood. So he was arrested first, then he was going to get bail. Now he's been rearrested. They're going to keep him in custody at least through the middle of the week. And uh, boy, the ramifications for this young man uh, are massive. And I want to just stress here. He's innocent until proven guilty. But should he be guilty of this, he will go to jail. He has been placed on suspended hold by Manchester United. This after, by the way, just signing a brand new four-year deal. EA Sports have removed him from their FIFA products. 
He's been removed from active squads in FIFA 22. He's also suspended for, from appearing in Ultimate Team Packs and the Ultimate Draft. Nike has suspended its relationship with him. And Man United have said that, you know, he's suspended until resolution. Mason Greenwood will not train, play for the club until further notice. Folks, you know, we, we, we've been seeing a lot of this recently. I mean, whether it was uh, Robinho in Brazil, who was found guilty of rape in Italy and then ran off to Brazil and is, uh, you know, there's an Interpol warrant out for his arrest, uh, whether it was Neymar who had rape ap- accusations, whether it's um, Mason Greenwood. In this day and age, this behavior, well, this behavior was never acceptable, period, end of story. But, you know, especially these guys should know better than this. Don't these guys have mothers and sisters and cousins and friends that are female? I mean, this is absolutely nuts. And I applaud the sponsors, I applaud United. The only thing I will say, if for some reason he's found not guilty, I would fully expect all of those things to come back to him. Although, I will say, from what I see right now, I'm certainly not sure that that is the case. So United will have to live without young prodigy Mason Greenwood, uh, who will be living in a prison for the time being. Uh, So... That was uh, one of the big non-transfer window stories. Um, I'm going to be getting to the transfer window right after the break. But And by the way, I'll be joined by my good friend Nick Webster. We're going to talk about the transfer window. Fascinating to see so much activity amongst the teams at the bottom of the table to whom relegation is seriously threatened. It's nice for a while for change to see teams not just accept the inevitability of the drop, and the knife at the throat, but to actually stand up and spend some money and do something about it. And in many respects, it's the new money at Newcastle United that has sort of spurred this new activity at the bottom of the table. Because we talk about sort of how it's a game of musical chairs, and and I think that it is wide open at the bottom. And we'll be talking about this a little bit with Nick Webster uh, when we come back after the break in, in, in just a couple of minutes. But right now, we've got Burnley, Watford, Newcastle, Norwich all fighting. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. Christian Eriksen will be playing for Brentford. We need to talk about this. Is this a stupid move? Is this dangerous? Does Eriksen need his head uh, uh, examined? Uh, could he, or on the other hand, could he be the perfect addition for the Bees uh, to give them that? extra you-know-what that they uh, that they need. Uh, let's talk about it all. Of course, Tottenham adding some players from Juve, Liverpool adding a, a, a big name from Colombia. Uh, anyway, lots to get to. We'll be getting to it all, never fear. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. I had to think about my name there for a minute. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We are presented to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts and the only place where the game is at. And remember, 50% off, 50% bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV 
Once again, promo code BLEAV. And I, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you to, uh, that my picks have been absolute crap over the last month and a half. They've been exceptionally bad. Uh, but then this really is a bit of a crazy, uh, topsy-turvy uh, Premier League season that we're in. All right, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. Nick Eber with you. Going to step aside, take a break, and I'll be right back with Nick Webster. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. All right, uh, welcome by back. World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag on the do. Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app, and the show is available as soon as it's done on our podcast network, the Believe BLEAV podcast network. Hey, what I'm about to say might shock you, but the greatest quarterback of all time is not just a goat on the field. He's a goat when it comes to investing, too. He invests in stocks, crypto, hey, even art. And now you can invest like the greatest of all time with Masterworks. Masterworks is the investing platform that lets you buy shares representing an investment in art from icons like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. And even great... The art that art outpaced the S and P 500 by 164 percent from 92 to 2021. In fact, early investors already received over a 30 percent internal rate of return in 2020 and 2021 from the sale of just two paintings. This is your opportunity to join 300,000 other members and invest like the goat. Get priority access with their game day pro, pro- promo. Go to masterworks.com art slash believe masterworks.art slash believe b-l-e-a-v that's masterworks.art slash b-l-e-a-v and uh see important disclosures at masterworks.art slash b-l-e-a-v all right welcome back nick Eber with you along with my good friend nick webster nick you ready to invest in some art well i can't believe it tom brady not only, like you say, the greatest footballer of all time. I mean, does everything he touched turn to gold? I don't know. You know, I'm so sick of Tom Brady and, and, and the Patriots. And, and quite quite frankly, Nick, I, I'm just not an NFL fan. You know that, right? Yes, I do. Yes. There's just something, well, about, uh... there's something about American football that just doesn't excite me uh, that much. It's, they, they take themselves so bloody seriously. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you over the last couple of weekends that the playoff games have been quite unbelievable with many of the games going down to the final second. So I, I, I've actually enjoyed the playoffs this year. But so how about an overtime, Nick? The other side of the to you. How about an overtime where both teams have a chance to score? I know that is a bit, bit of a, a, a lame one, but, uh, you know, can't have everything. No, true, <laughs> true. All right, well, let's talk about the Premier League because uh, you can have everything in the greatest reality show on earth of course we're talking about the premier league uh nick mason greenwood i talked about in the first segment that is a big blow for united yes i mean uh they're not out of the woods yet 
uh-huh pun pun yeah i mean he must have been using his wood to ill effect right oh yeah i mean look what, what is what is the lad thinking he just signed a you know a five-year deal not more than 12 months ago perhaps one of the most exciting prospects on the field in the premier league and to throw it all away i mean he's going to be sharing a cell with benjamin mendy <laughs> yes of course that's so true uh yeah and you know and and, and they're going to be sending Manchester lads huh and 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 you know who'll be sending them wish you were here postcards Robinho who's uh, currently hiding in Brazil after being after having his sentence upheld in Italy he's another former Manchester City player isn't he yeah I, I... <laughs> Maybe there's something in the water in Manchester, huh? Yeah, it must be. But I, um, yeah, I mean, I, look, it's it's it really is a, a horrible state of affairs. I mean, I don't know if really you heard the, the audio that uh, came out over the the last couple of days, and uh, I, I mean, just absolutely quite shocking behaviour from Greenwood, and 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 uh, I hate to say it, but you know, really deserves to get the book thrown at him and uh, the key thrown away and and banked up for a couple of years. Yeah, well, I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, he's lost all of his sponsors already. And, um, well, you know, silly boy. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know what to say. Uh, let's get to the transfer window, Nick. Before we get too far down the window, I want to talk to you about really what is actually the biggest shock in the transfer window for me, which is Christian Eriksen signing for Brentford. I mean, this is a guy that basically died on the football pitch. Yeah, I mean, really, really amazing, and and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, we're we're talking about last summer, yeah, uh, during during the Euros, where he collapsed and his his heart stopped beating, and yeah, I mean, he was actually clinically dead, uh, and, until the uh, the medics got over there and and, and gave him some uh, good old fashioned CPR. I mean, I think uh, from Ericsson's point of view, you know, he's he's got that the defibrillator placed in his heart now, and he's going to a place where. It's it's little Denmark, let's be honest. I mean, there's 14 Danes on the books at Brentford, including the manager. Yeah. And uh, I think it could be a good place for him to, you know, get comfortable again, get back into the game. And uh, look, he's a world-class player. I mean, there's no two ways about it. He really is. He really is a world-class player. In Premier League history. And he's, he's done the business in the Premier League before. So I think it's a good move for him. And, you know, I just hope his health, you know, holds out. I think that's what concerns me, Nick, most most of all, is his health. Um, he is, for all intents and purposes, and by all reports, a terrific lad, a good family man, uh, and, um, you know, a, a very dedicated professional footballer. I just sometimes wonder, uh, you know, the drive to that competitive drive maybe overcomes common sense. But I would have to imagine, you know, that the Premier League are really have done their due diligence on him. What, what do you think? Well, I think, you know, look, Brentford has to do their due diligence. I don't think it's anything to do with the Premier League. Uh, the reason why he couldn't play in Italy was because Serie A doesn't allow that kind of pacemaker uh, to be inserted into players and for them to play. And I mean, maybe the Serie A's got a step on the Premier League there. And I, th I think, look... Let's be honest, the, the, the lawyers have probably really looked into the fine print. Um, and I hate to say it, but uh, that, that needs to be done. I mean, he's implanted with the what's called a cardioverter defibrillator, an ICD. It's a type of type of uh, pacemaker. I mean, Inter Milan cancelled his contract last December. 
Uh, and it's it's a strange one. Why why does the Serie A not allow players to compete while the Premier League doesn't have the same regulations? Yeah, what do they know that we don't? Right. Mm. I, I, yeah. I I I don't know. I'm I, I'm worried to be honest with you, Nick. I mean, I I am. Um, you know, I watched him die on the pitch. Um, I watched him then get resuscitated and taken off. And uh, you know, I just. Football's a football's a, a great game, right? But you know, he—is it really worth giving your life for? Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure he doesn't need the money. Um, exactly. Maybe he's just bored and wants to kick a foot year round. I I don't know, Nick. Let's talk about the transfer window. Uh, yes, the bottom of the table is absolutely riveting this year, not just because. It's truly a game of the ultimate game of musical chairs. But because of all of the games in hand held by the various teams because of all the COVID delays, it is really going to go down to the wire. For although Burnley, as just god awful as they are, sit dead bottom of the table with 12 points, uh, they have four games in hand on Norwich, who must be feeling relieved that they're just out of the drop zone. But in re- reality, they're still carrying around a death sentence as they've played 22 matches. So all of these teams active in the transfer window, Nick. I was a bit surprised. Well, look, the crazy thing is this. You mentioned Burnley, bottom of the table. But with their four games in hand, they could actually move up to 13th. That's right. And, and overtake, you know, Crystal Palace. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. so, it's, it's nuts, I isn't mean, it? it? It really is a, a wild state of affairs. I mean, I think the, the most interesting thing for me, Nick, in this window was Everton. Yeah. I mean, they have made some big, big moves. They fired your boy. They uh, did. Rafa Benitez. As he should have been. As he should have been. Well, he started off so well, but I mean, it really was one of the strangest hirings, I think, in the history of the Premier League. How you hire, uh, you know, your your most hated rivals, previous manager who's had fantastic success really who was said terrible things about you while he was yeah. at that club <laughs> called the, called Everton a small club so he was small never club, yeah, endeared yeah. to the fans um but then then so they've made the move and and in comes fat frank uh who yeah fat frank know, re- did reasonably well at derby county in in the championship before you know jettisoning them to go back to his boyhood club you know chelsea um is he damaged and, and then having sure? Thomas Tuchel basically take his same squad and have great success with it. That's right, and and win the Champions League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Win the Champions League. But he's he's made some moves. I mean, they've they've gone in for uh, you know old Donny Van Der Beek from yeah, Manchester. United. Really nice, really good <laughs> signing. That one struck me as yeah. a really really practical signing. You think so? Yeah, I mean, oh, I think, I, so I think too, he's yeah. uh, look. He's a good player. And it was really quite surprising to me that Solskjaer spent, you know, something like thirty million pound on him, and then didn't play him. Um, so I, th- I think he's going to enjoy, a, you know, a good run in the team. And then Deli Ali, you know, the yeah. forgotten Deli Ali. I mean, this this was a guy three years ago who was England's savior and going to be one of the greatest players to have ever, you know, put on an England shirt and a Tottenham shirt. Well, he just went completely off the boil. I think, uh, you know, rumor has it that his his lifestyle was kind of getting in the way. Is that but what it was? Tr- I yeah, I didn't uh interesting. I I didn't I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Well, he's only 25, which is the crazy thing. I mean, he's been around for so long. Uh, you know, played for England uh, 37 times, but he couldn't really get going under Antonio Conte. So, 
uh, that I guess it's a two and a half year deal that could reach 40 million depending on appearances. Wow, that is a that's oh, Nick, we're out of time. I tell you what, you're listening to World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber and Nick Webster, the two Nicks with you. When we come back, let's go down every Premier League team and see how they did in the transfer market. Be right back after this. Love a little Agent Orange. It's the only way to come back to the show, if you ask me. I lost my sense. I lost control. I lost my mind. The story of my life. Welcome back to the show. World Soccer Radio presented by BetOnline.ag. you got the two Nicks, Nick Geber, along with my good friend Nick Webster, talking about the transfer window in the Premier League. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Nick, Fat Frank, we talked about Fat Frank. Going to uh, Goodison Park now, where he is a uh, Goodison. Should we call him Goodison Frankie now? I don't know. <laughs> Goodison Frankie, yeah. Um, you know, I I originally thought Chelsea were quick to pull the trigger on him uh, and quick to hire him. It was really a no-brainer, easy hiring for them at Chelsea when he was hired because, you know, no one's going to complain about the arrival of a club legend. And if he doesn't get the results, no one's really going to claim c- complain when you fire him, uh, which is really what happened. It's very, very low risk when you sign a club legend. By the way, which I think is, is – I was talking about this whole low-risk issue with Wayne Rooney. I mean, he has zero risk right now. He's managing Derby County. He's dead bottom of the championship, but not because of anything Wayne Rooney did because of their financial situation and all the points they've been deducted. So for Rooney, if he keeps Derby up, he's a genius. If they go down, he can bail and it's not his fault. Uh, And so, you know, why take over the reins at Everton? Very, very shrewd from a guy who was signing autographs in the waiting room at a brothel. So clearly, uh, you know, he's grown up and matured quite a bit or has very good advisors. But for Frank Lampard, Nick Webster, I actually think this is an almost perfect venue for him to go to because not only does he have, you know, a club with Mashiri, who's just taken another £100 million stake in the club, now basically has 100% of the club, committed to invest in the club, and the club itself bringing in, as you mentioned, a whole slate of players. We're going to get to that in a minute. I mean, this is super low risk for Frank Lampard, Nick, don't you think? Mm, I, I, don't, I don't know about that one, Nick, because right now Everton, look, let's be honest, they're in a relegation dogfight. They've not won in God knows how long. They've lost four of their last five, only 19 points, four points off the bottom. Yes, they have a lot of quality players, but I think their their main their main striker that's been bailing out of trouble, old Calvert Lewin, he's been injured the entire season, and that's so, been a big problem, right? I mean, that's yeah, been so, the key problem. And the, well, the, the the question is, can the likes of Deli Alley and Donny Van Der Beek come in and get involved in a relegation dogfight? Yeah, but Nick, it's not I mean, just that. They, I mean, they no, the no. Kind of players... I'm going to disagree with you for a second because. The investment that Moshiri has made, this transfer window, is astounding, okay? 
He brought in Vitaly Mikolenko from Dinamo Kiev for nearly 18 million quid. He brought in Nathan Patterson from Rangers for 12 million. He brought in Anwar El Ghazi from Villa on loan, Van der Beek from United on loan, Deli Ali from Tottenham on loan with an option to buy. Um, and, you know, we don't even need to talk about uh, Billy Krellin, who came in from Fleetwood Town, uh, because we're never going to see him. Uh, you know, who did they lose? Well, I mean, they lost Lucas Digney to Villa. You know, Villa's another team we're going to talk about here in a minute. So, you know, Lampard goes to a team, Nick, where Mashiri's basically done uh, what, ev- what every club supporter wants their owner to do, which is back back them up with signings. And and double down on the bad money that he's already spent. Because, I mean, this is... <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, look, true, let's be honest, true. Nick. Since Mashiri's, since Mashiri's uh, you know, taken over at Everton, he's spent £400 million on players. And yeah. they are 17th in the Premier League. Yeah. And they've got nowhere near winning a trophy. And they're... Their hunt for a new manager was almost farcical. It, it was. I, mean, a, I, I, was I definitely, yeah. The, no one wanted to go there. No one wanted to go there. Um, I think for Frank, uh, you know, I think he, he's, he's, he's a young, progressive manager. Obviously, his playing experience is second to none. If he does what he's meant to do and, and just, you know, steadies the sheep, ship and, and gets them up to mid-table, he'll have done a good job. But if they, if they happen to, like, fall further into this relegation dogfight, I think that this could really tarnish his uh, his comeback. Well, look, for Everton, the problem, Nick, is is simple. I mean, it's it's not a very overly complicated problem. They're just not scoring enough goals. I mean, defensively, they are the best team from in you know they have a defensive record that just would have put them in mid table, but they're just not scoring goals, Nick. Well, I realise they're not scoring goals, but you also have to factor in something that's very important, Nick: the new stadium that's being built. Yeah, I mean this this stadium is an absolute beauty, but it's 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 going to cost them an absolute fortune, and we've seen what happened before with the likes of Arsenal, where they yeah. could not go into the transfer market and spend any money. Oh, you mean Cronky's lies? That... Cronky's lies mm. about how yeah. well when we get the new stadium, we'll be able to spend to our heart's content because we won't have any debt and it's going to be debt free, and instead Arsenal end up a shit club. Pardon my language, crap club. With, uh, you know, with the most expensive ticket prices in the Prem. Right. Well, Everton are spending £500 million on the stadium. So, old Moshi, he's, he's going to be in for a million, a billion quid by, uh, by the time this new stadium's open yeah. for business. But he better hope that they are still in the Premier League. Yeah, right. Well, let's talk about that because the other team, of course, Newcastle United. Um, you know, Newcastle are interesting, and I've talked about them a lot on this show. They've had, a, I think, a very good transfer window, given the fact that they're hardly a, a particularly uh, enticing prospect for big names. They managed to bring Matt Longstaff. Kieran Trippier was a big signing for them. Chris Wood, uh, uh, Bruno Guimaraes was the latest signing from Lyon. Uh, he's a defensive holding midfielder, and he will be really helpful for them. Uh, Matt Target, Dan Byrne. Uh, you know, so they brought in middle-aged, with the extension of Bruno Guimaraes, who really was kind of the coup, I think. Uh, I mean, Kieran Trippi is a player in his 30s, right? Chris Wood's a player in his 30s. I mean, they're not bringing in sort of young talent for the future other than, say, Guimaraes, who I want to say is in his early 20s, right? Yeah. Well, look, 
Trippier, but, Trippier cost in the region of twelve million pound. Wood was the crazy one. I mean, thirty yeah. million pound for a lad who scored three goals all season—that makes no sense to None. me. I like Matty Target. I think he's a good, solid pro, as is Dan Byrne. So I can see what Eddie Howe's trying to do. He's trying to shore up the back line because they've been, you know, leaking goals like a sieve. So if they can shore up that back line and then, you know, eke out points here and there, look, the money they've got, you would like to think that they can get themselves out of trouble. But, I mean, it's it's still not a done deal. I mean, look, no, not at all. Games, 15 points. But you'd, you'd think... You'd think that Newcastle United, with the money they've got now, they are going to get themselves out of trouble. I, I agree with you, and you're quite right. But, I mean, that's why I think the signing of uh, Bruno Gamarash is absolutely brilliant, Nick, because he is the stopper in front of that defense. And if they need to stop leaking goals, he's the guy that's really going to do it, okay? And, uh, and so I think it's an absolutely terrific signing for them. And, of course, they have to be buoyed and encouraged by Norwich City's signings. Uh, because there weren't any. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's that's it's interesting because like look, Dean Smith has has come in and and I, let's be honest, I think he's done he's done quite a good job. Um, you know this this little international break, well, it's a, kind of like an FA Cup break. I'm not even sure what kind of break it is because England weren't playing. So, no, it was their winter break. It was the players' winter yeah, break. Winter break. Yeah, winter break. Yeah. So it it came at a really unfortunate time for Norwich because they they beat in Everton. Uh, they smashed Watford, um, so that they're, they're beating the teams around them, which is always a very good thing to do because, you know, if, if you're beating the teams around you and, and then, you know, everyone else loses to the big boys, you, you could potentially get yourself out of trouble. Um, but you did bring up a great point. They have played 22 games. Uh, there's a few more than the, the, the teams around them. So, yee, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be nah, nervy. Goodbye, I mean, Watford. I, Goodbye. I don't see them surviving. Yeah, no, what, what uh, done. They're, they're, I, I think, I think it's well, well, Watford and Norwich, for me, are done, right? I mean, done, done, with a capital D. Well, I mean, look, if, if, if you were to hold my toast to the fire right now, I would probably go Burnley, Watford, Norwich. Yes, Cause, I'm, I'm know, with Newcastle, you. Newcastle, Everton, Leeds. Yep. I mean, could Brentford get dragged into it? No. I mean, they've had a great start, but we've seen this so many times before from a newly promoted team. They come in, they surprise everybody, and then they just kind of hit a wall. And, and Brentford have just lost their last four on the spin, and they're conceding goals. And Yeah, and they play ooh. City next uh, at the Etihad, which is not, oh, yeah, not helpful. Yeah, so that, they've now lost five on the bounce then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, let's go. Let's quickly uh, jump to the top of the table, Nick, and we can continue this discussion maybe later in the week as well because uh, uh, I think what well, maybe you and I should get together for a little weekend Premier League preview because there are some matches coming up this weekend. Uh, but let's talk about it. Arsenal dump everybody, including Maitland-Niles, uh, Belogan, Kolasinac. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? The only person they bring in is Austin trusty from the Colorado Rapids or another cronky failure. Uh, that's an interesting uh, move. Um, Aston Villa, brilliant, brilliant move, uh, bringing Coutinho, Digne, Callum Chambers, Stephen Gerrard getting a lot of support there and I think showing his chops as a manager. We talked about Brentford well, you, you, bringing actually, in... Actually, though, Nick, I, I've, I've got to take you back to Arsenal really quickly because yeah. the big one, you know, the, the elephant in the room, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I mean, yeah, they finally got rid of him. And this this is a fascinating, and I really want to actually get your get your thoughts on this. You know, it was only a year ago that they 
you know, they went through this big negotiations and they decided, yes, we're going to go all in on Aubameyang. £350,000 a week. Yeah. And as soon as he signed the contract, he was complete and utter garbage. Yeah. Um. Well, Nick, I mean, have you, ever signed a, have you ever signed a big contract, got a ton of money, and then just turned it in? No, I can't say I have no. actually. <laughs> it sounds like and I fun. Think that, you know, Aubameyang's gone on a free transfer. I mean, they were so pleased to get rid of him, they didn't even ask for a fee. I know. They just wanted him gone. It's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really is. And Barcelona happy to take him where no doubt he will probably perform at the highest level. Uh, we, we only have a couple of minutes left. I want to talk very briefly, though, about uh, the two teams right now vying for the title, really one and a half teams. Uh, Liverpool bring in Luis Diaz. Um, they send uh, Nat Phillips and Nico Williams to their really good young players out on loans, which I think are fabulous. Get them some playing time. Manchester City bring in um, Philippe Sandler, and uh, who comes back with his loan departs you won't see him play uh, but they do bring in Julian Alvarez from River Plate Nick um, but I think Liverpool did the better did the better uh, work here well I'm, I'm curious to think where is Luis Diaz gonna play ah. and who's gonna sit down for him well I think he's gonna put more pressure on the forwards I mean you know he's gonna put more pressure right on Salah the front three the front three well let's call it yeah. the front four right now Salah, Jota, Firmino and Mane I mean, do you but I don't think, think Diaz that, is quite the playmaker that, maybe that Firmino is? Well, I've, I've, I've got a question for you here, and, and, and this one's going to hurt you potentially. It's because Mane... Mo Salah hasn't signed his new deal yet. Yeah, I'm thinking this is pressure for Mo Salah, Nick. I mean, that's I mean really... do you think hey, this, is, this is Liverpool's way of saying sign or we'll ship you out? I think it's possible, and I think this is them also getting coverage as they get into a very busy season. And, um, you know, didn't help that AFCON... You know, they lost two of their star players. So maybe... Oh, and I've got to ask you about that. Did you see Mane get knocked out? I did. Listen, Nick, we have to go to break, and then we'll come back to wrap it up. Let's deal with that when we get back. World Soccer Radio, Nick and Nick here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. All right, well, we're going to have a TV party, I suppose. Welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Nick and Nick. Listen, just a couple minutes left. Nick, you asked me about did I see Sadeo Mane get knocked out, uh, continue playing. Uh, I think he scored a goal, didn't he? And then he had to be uh, wheeled off the pitch as an invalid. And I did see that. I think it's shocking. I think if you're knocked out, you're done. I don't give a damn what the result of the game is, Nick. Oh, it was one of the most horrifying knockouts I think I've ever seen. I mean, he was like a rag doll when he hit the ground. And for 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 the authorities and, and, and the people in charge of these games to let him carry on, an absolute disgrace. I mean, he could have had some severe brain damage. And the fact that he carried on for another 10 minutes, scored a goal, just shows the character of the man. But please, when, when, when are they going to get a clue? Concussions are real. Yes, concussions are real and need to be taken very, very seriously. Again, maybe FIFA should worry about pushing down these types of health and safety protocols and worry less about having a World Cup every two years. Uh, Nick, always a pleasure. Let's get back together this week, continue our discussion of the transfer window because there's a lot 
to cover that we didn't get to, uh, including, uh, you know, the likes of Leicester City. We need to talk about them. Uh, we did to briefly talk about Everton. But there's some other ones. Brighton, for example, doing some uh, pretty interesting business. So let's talk about it later on this week, Nick. It is always a pleasure having you on. I thank you so much for joining me and joining us here. And uh, just a reminder, we're brought to you and presented by betonline.ag each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. And then if you're up really, really late. Wow, that's interesting music. Oh, that's winter of 79. Guys, well done. All right. Uh, I like that. It's kind of a little early, but if you're up really late at midnight, <laughs> Pacific 3 a.m. on the East Coast, you can check us out on Sports Overnight America. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-Z-K-G-E-B-E-R. Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. For me, Nick Eber, have a, a great evening. And Nick Webster, we'll speak to you this week. Cheers. Till then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.